You're tuned in to the thinking Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Featuring author, speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmons. Guys, we are back with a brand new edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We're calling it the Sports Talk Edition because we're going to be talking about sports. That's right, guys. We're going to be talking about it through the prism of three uh, polarizing sports figures in this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Uh, Boston Celtics head coach Ime Adoka and the scandal surrounding his one-year suspension from coaching the Boston Celtics as well as Hall of Fame quarterback and Green Bay former former Green Bay quarterback uh, Brett Favre and the welfare scandal and the fallout behind this and finally wrapping up our three topics for this week's sports talk edition we'll be talking about Michigan State head coach Mel Tucker and uh, what's going on in East Lansing and the big contract that he signed on last year. Uh, it's time, time, time for the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Where it seems like there is no hope And it seems like everything around you Is coming and is not going to happen for you There are no more good days If you can just say The Lord give it up And the Lord take it away If you can just Stop complaining And bless the name of the Lord If you can wipe those eyes If you can stop finding water and just get on up and praise God. I tell you, already got the victory. Remember, so many of us are trying to wait till God brings us out before we praise Him. But I came to tell you today, don't wait till the battle is over. Don't you wait till everything is
Hello and welcome to the Sports Talk edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I'm your host, author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmons. And you're tuned in to the show that's giving voice to issues that matter to you. Guys, we are back with a brand new edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We're calling it the Sports Talk Edition because we're going to be talking about sports. That's right, guys. We're going to be talking about it through the prism of three uh, polarizing sports figures in this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Uh, Boston Celtics head coach Ime Adoka and the scandal surrounding his one-year suspension from coaching the Boston Celtics as well as Hall of Fame quarterback and Green Bay, former former Green Bay quarterback uh, Brett Favre and the welfare scandal and the fallout behind this. And finally, wrapping up our three topics for this week's Sports Talk edition, we'll be talking about Michigan State head coach Mel Tucker and uh, what's going on in East Lansing and the big contract that he signed on last year uh, and what are our thoughts about uh, Michigan State season thus far. So we got a lot to talk about, man, and I'm so glad to be back. Let me tell you, a lot, a lot has been going on. That's why we haven't had a show in a few weeks. But again, I'm so glad to be back. I hope you're happy to hear from us. I am very happy uh, to be back to share my thoughts about a few things with you. I've missed you, and I hope you have missed us. <laughs> uh, but a lot, again, to discuss, a lot to talk about. Uh, in this week's Sports Talk edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. In fact, as we are recording this week's podcast, we're watching the Michigan State, Penn, not Michigan State, Michigan versus Penn State uh, football game, hoping the Wolverines will lose to Penn State. Today, will, Penn State will finally uh, get one in Ann Arbor. Uh, we're keeping our fingers crossed right now. The score is 16-14 uh, uh, Wolverines, but Penn State is, is uh, closing in on a score so hopefully by the end of our uh, podcast recording uh, Penn State will have gotten a victory against those dreaded Wolverines in Ann Arbor that's right I said that I said it <laughs> yeah Michigan State season is uh, is is terrible this year uh, but uh, you know uh, we, we still want the Wolverines to lose and we still got a game coming up against them in a couple weeks and of course I'm gonna be rooting for my Spartans win or lose uh, or draw we're going to be rooting for our Spartans bleed we bleed green and white that's right guys you know me and you know how I love my Michigan State Spartans so uh, that's what we're going to be doing uh, in this uh, week's edition. Spoiler alert, guys. We're going to be talking sports. That's right. But we're going to be talking about it through the prism of three polarizing sports figures. And I think you're going to enjoy the show that we have in store for you. In addition, because this is our first show in the month of October, believe it or not, I want to pay tribute to uh, one of my fathers in the gospel, uh, former pastor and sainted pastor, Bishop Bishop David L. Ellis. That's right. This would have been uh, his this is his birth month, birthday. October 3rd uh, is actually his birthday. Uh, we didn't do a show uh, uh, the first week in October, uh, but we want to pay tribute to this uh, father in the gospel, this sainted uh, man of God 
Uh, he has impacted the lives of so many people, including myself. And I want to pay tribute to him by playing one of his, an excerpt of one of his famous speeches entitled Chosen in this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be sharing that with you at the end of this week's show. Guess what, guys? I've got some exciting news for you right out the gate. That's right. We got a special guest is going to be joining us next week on next week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. He's been on the show several times before. He's none other than the artistic director of the Detroit Youth Concert Choir, Mr. Anthony White. He's back with us, and he's going to be sharing with us what the Detroit Youth Choir has going on and more. Guess what? They're going to be back on. America's Got Talent. That's right. They're going to be on America's uh, Got Talent All-Stars. That's right. And he's going to be talking about that and a lot more on next week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. This is a show that you don't want to miss. Let me tell you. So mark it on your calendars. Next week, next Saturday, we're going to be back with a brand new edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show featuring the artistic director of the Detroit Youth concert choir mr anthony white you don't want to miss it remember guys to follow us on instagram and twitter if you want to know what we're doing what we're up to and on our facebook fan page that's right tol radio host msn on instagram and twitter or the tol radio show or hit us up on our facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud hq or check us out on our youtube channel we're going to get back and posting more videos there as well at youtube.com forward slash thinking out loud tv or just check out our website at michaelnemons.com there you'll be able to find out what we're up to what's going on and where what we are doing next so michaelnemons.com is always a place where you can check out what we have going on guys we're getting ready to take our first break when we come back we're jumping right into our first topic of this week's sports talk edition we're talking about boston celtics head coach Ime Udoka and what's going on there. You don't want to go anywhere. You're tuned in to one of the hottest radio shows online. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. What is up, beautiful people? It's your girl, Lex Devine, in the building, kicking it with yours truly, Michael Nimmons, on the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show. All right, y'all, stay tuned. Author and professor, Dr. Peniel Joseph. You don't have to be Team Malcolm or Team Martin. I think you should be both. You know, so I think the black community needs both. I think that King is much more revolutionary and radical than the public perceives him to be. And I think Malcolm is is a much more um, brilliant and 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 um, courageous individual who can be radically pragmatic and revolutionarily pragmatic to save black lives while trying to defeat white supremacy and people give him credit for it. So um, that's why I try to show Malcolm is absolutely this prosecuting attorney, but he's also a black America statesman too. He's going to the Middle East, he's going to Africa, um, he's schooling the young Cassius Clay before he's Muhammad Ali on what Africa means, you know, what his identity means. So. I think I put them together because I thought there was much more convergence than divergence. And I think when you frame them the other way, you hurt um, understanding of the movement. 
We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Refined, rebranded, reinvented, reinvigorated, revived. The new MichaelNimmons.com website is finally here. And believe me, it's worth the wait. A state-of-the-art website where you can listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast, watch Thinking Out Loud TV, read the Thinking Out Loud blog, purchase books and swag, and so much more. Subscribe today and get a free gift on us. Stop by the new MichaelNimmons.com. It is sure to be a thought provoking working experience. Don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. This morning, guys, let's start up in Boston, where the Celtics have suspended coach Ime Adoka for all of this upcoming season, the entire 22-23 period for violations of team policies. There's no current decision about his future with the Celtics beyond this season. The Athletic reports that the Celtics first became aware of Udoka's consensual relationship with a female member of the organization in July a few months ago. But the woman recently accused Udoka of making unwanted comments toward her, which led to the team investigation. Shannon, very serious topic here. What's your reaction to the latest developments in this? When we talked about this yesterday, yep. what did I say? You said it. I say all it always starts out as consensual. Mm-hmm. And then when it gets found out, somebody's going to say these were unwarranted advances. Mm-hmm. And this is what the organization and this is what corporations and businesses are afraid of. This is why they try to keep this out of the workplace. Or the relationship just goes sideways. And it goes, it, yeah. it goes sideways. Yeah. And then what? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to get you back. Mm-hmm. Skip, this seems like a very hard, and I've always felt that this seems very harsh. I just hope this is, I just hope this is a one-off. This is a one-time, this is a one situation. I hope it's not a situation where other women within the organization were to come forward and say this is something happened because this seems like an awful harsh stance given. Now, it started, everybody was reporting consensual, consensual, consensual. Yeah. And in the last 12 to 16 hours, it seemed to be these were unwarranted advances. I believe that they were, they're gearing up to relieve him of his duties eventually. I think that's kind of where we're headed. It, it feels that way. I think for me, just sitting back looking at it, Skip, it looks like they were hoping he would resign. You know, a lot of times when situations like this arise, somebody's like, you know what, I've decided that, you know, blah, 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 and I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to resign. They were kind of hoping that I made Doka do that. He's like, and it seems to me like, nah, I'm not going anywhere. Nope, 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 that's not going to happen. But I, I was always afraid this was the, this was what would happen, is that what seemingly starts out as consensual or what is said is consensual, somebody gets mad, somebody feels that they got wrong, somebody, all of a sudden, he's no longer interested, he's interested in someone else. I didn't get the position that I thought I deserved or I thought I was promised, and then here it goes. Now the Boston Celtics or some other corporation, it just so happens we're talking about the Boston Celtics, yeah. but other corp- uh, corporations, and this is why they try to keep this out of the workplace. And that's what, what Skip, it always happens. This is it. Wait, but 
You know, it'll, it, 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 if, if everything comes out, he'll be lucky if he coaches in the NBA again, to be honest with you. Oh, you think it's that bad? I think it's pretty, I, I think it's pretty heavy, man. It's, it's, it's just some stuff you can't do, you know what I mean? That's some stuff you can't do. So it's just like, again, not judging to each his own. I've made plenty of mistakes, but if everything comes out, it, it, it could get extra hot in the kitchen. show and we're going to be talking about it from three different perspectives regarding three different polarizing figures in the world of sports starting off this segment we're talking about uh boston celtics coach Ime udoka uh who i'm sure many of you know uh is uh involved in um what is widely considered a scandal of uh, ginormous proportions <laughs> a lot going on there we'll be talking about that in this segment and then in the next segment talking about uh, former uh, Green Bay Packer quarterback Hall of Fame quarterback Brett Favre and what he is involved in uh, in the state of Mississippi a lot going on there as well and then we'll be finishing out uh, this uh, week's show talking about another polarizing figure, one whom I am very much in support of, but many people are talking about him because of what has been happening with the Michigan State Spartans as of late. But head coach Mel Tucker and the enormous contract he signed uh, on last year. Uh, 10-year contract, $95 million. So we're going to be talking about these three uh, sports figures and what's going on in the world of sports through the through the prism of these three polarizing figures in the world of sports. Again, talking in this segment about uh, Boston Celtics coach Ime Udoka, who has uh, recently been suspended for a year because of a affair or what is alleged multiple affairs uh, with women uh, from within the Boston Celtics organization uh, and uh, doing so while he is yet engaged to uh, actress uh, Nia Long. Many of you know about this uh, very high profile uh, uh, engagement uh, that they've had and it's been made public, of course, and been talking about it on social media. But I think as of late, uh, Nia Long has obviously um, uh, uh, canceled this this engagement or called off the engagement because of uh, what has been going on with her her former fiance and Boston Celtics coach Ime Udoka. Uh, but. I want to jump into this because a lot seems to be going on. There's so much controversy around this. So much is being said about it, about what has been happening. An affair, from what I understand, has been going on since uh, June of uh, June or July of this year, um, and or maybe even further back than that. Uh, and if any of that is true, it really. <laughs> It really um, 
it really adds to uh, the controversy surrounding uh, this this uh, you know uh, this otherwise uh, very influential black head coach and one of a uh, few head coaches black head coaches in the NBA uh, and let me just say this uh, before we even jump into uh, the discussion about uh, Boston Celtics head coach Ime Adoka I really I along with many of you who are listening and those who are um, uh, who might catch this this edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast like many of you thought that this was a up and coming head coach had his head on straight uh, did a phenomenal job uh, as a first year head coach took the Boston Celtics uh, and not just to uh, the playoffs in his first year not just to uh, the the Eastern Conference semifinals, not just to the Eastern Conference Finals, but to the NBA Finals up against the Western Conference Finals champs, the Golden State Warriors. Now we know that they were not successful uh, in that, but uh, for a, a first time NBA head coach to do that is absolutely remarkable. And uh, from all accounts, it looked like, you know, Boston was going to be the team, at least from the East, to beat this year in 2022, uh, in the 2022 season. So for this bombshell to drop right before the NBA season was to start was, I mean, it, it's, it's, it, 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 this bomb dropped weeks ago. But I haven't had a chance to talk about it because of a lot of other things going on with me. But I definitely wanted to take some time to weigh in about what uh, my thoughts were about what was happening in Boston with Ime Udoka and uh, what seems to be, uh, you know, multiple affairs with multiple women uh, that have ultimately destroyed the relationship that he had with uh, his former fiance and actress Nia Long. Uh, but according to the New York Times, uh, in an article, Celtics coach Ime Udoka rose fast and fell hard. Now look at that that <laughs> that headline there. It really says a lot. Celtics coach Ime Udoka rose fast and fell hard. Weeks after the Celtics abruptly suspended Udoka for the season, it's still not entirely clear why. Some who have known him are struggling to make sense of the situation. According to writer Scott uh, Cocola and uh, Soap and Deb of the New York Times, Boston Celtics coach Ime Udoka is at the center of one of the most perplexing situations in the NBA. Only a few months after he led his team to the brink of a championship, the Celtics suspended him for a year under mysterious circumstances, leaving the team in turmoil just weeks before the start of a new season. Interim head coach has taken over, but confusion has taken hold. No one is saying publicly what happened and people who know Udoke are wondering how he and well-respected former player who used to work for FedEx could be in this much trouble. Um, 
the, the article continues It's unfortunate Said Martel Webster One of Udoke's Former NBA teammates But rules are rules And when you sign a contract And you're on salary You're saying that you agree To the rules Now uh, You know When the first When the bombshell first dropped Many were Many were um, Wondering Including myself Why would uh, A NBA head coach Be suspended for a year for a what appears to be a consensual relationship, uh, even if it is with a Boston Celtics employee, if the relationship was consensual, what rules and policies were broken that would that would require the 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 the, the team to suspend the head coach for an entire year, especially a head coach that had that much success in the year prior. First-time head coach took his team to the NBA championship uh, series against the Golden State Warriors. They lost, but here this coach proved his chops and proved that he was deserving of being a head coach of the Boston Celtics. But here you find that the Celtics uh, decided, uh, in 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 light of everything that he might have done. In spite of everything, rather he might have done with the team uh, and and on the uh, on the court and what they were able to accomplish in his first year, what he did behind the scenes in the office with a Boston Celtics employee warranted them to suspend him for an entire year. That right there is. Is 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 incredible, and when it, when this bombshell dropped, uh, all the reports that oh, the first thing you kept, well, the one thing that you kept hearing was this is unprecedented. You've never heard of this before, and yes, you've never heard of this before. A head coach, uh, a sitting head coach, being suspended for an entire year. Because of violations of team policies, and um, and and the Boston Celtics really have uh, added fuel to the fire of speculation because they were not clear on why they suspended him and what was going on and what led up to their decision to suspend uh, Ime Udoka, from uh, Boston Celtics head coach. Um, and so this is where we are really trying to unpack what could have happened, uh, what, uh, you know, what could have been the issue, what was the team, what team policy was broken. The first thing that I came that came to my mind, you know, after, uh, the bombshell dropped was why didn't they just fire him? I think Stephen A. Smith said this. In one of his uh, uh, in one of his interviews on first take, talking about this, you know, I think if they just fired him, and and then we were left to speculate afterwards, that would have been fine. But to suspend him, and now we're left with this cloud of speculation and uh, wondering if 
you know, wondering what happened and who it was with and, and, and all of this cloud of speculation there, the Boston Celtics have added to added fuel to this fire of speculation because of how they manage and mismanage this uh, this new story. And 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 so uh, there was even um, you know uh, talk of possible sexual harassment because uh, there was a, a report out there that that um, that uh, that email Doka used uh, language with uh, with a uh, someone he was in a relationship with or. Prior to that was really wasn't clear when it was, but use some inappropriate language uh, uh, that you know may or may not may or may not have been sexual harassment or viewed that way. But this is what I think, guys. So you know, as the story began to unfold, we began to hear more and more about the various layers of this story and uh, and and who was involved and and who they were connected to and so on and so forth. But what we what I believe is at the heart of this is Coach Ime Udoka had an affair with a vice president's wife of the Boston Celtics and he was caught caught red handed and and um, and from what is being reported uh, this woman that he was uh, in a relationship with was also responsible for making travel arrangements for the Boston Celtics basketball team. So they would make, she was making the travel arrangements for the team for away games. And it was even reported that she would make travel arrangements for Ime uh, Adoka's former fiance, Nia Long, uh, to go on away games with the team, as well as making plans for her to ultimately move to Boston to be with her fiance or former fiance Emea Doka. And and so she was a very influential uh person in the Boston Celtics organization even though she was a subordinate to the head coach. Uh and so you know m- maybe that was where the team policy was broken. You know, maybe that was the line that was crossed. I'm not sure, but but again, and then there's also reports that she wasn't the only woman that he was involved with. There was another woman uh, that's being reported that he was involved with as well. Multiple women, uh, and and you know whether there is a a rule in the Boston Celtics organization that prohibits workplace. Uh, romances, rope, workplace relationships—that remains to be seen. There's nothing that said that that's come out that says that that was the reason uh, for his suspension. But you, you, you know, you're left to wonder if that was really what happened. Uh, however, what I think is that this was uh, retribution uh, for uh, his. Uh, involvement in a relationship or an affair with a married woman from 
the vice from a vice president from the Boston Celtics organization. And instead of firing him, they suspended him for a year. Uh, and 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 I I really don't think I don't think that he's going to coach for the Boston Celtics again. I think that this suspension is going to be the end of uh, Ime Adoka. I, I, I really believe that. I believe that they levied this 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 type of um, punishment for him to ultimately decide to to resign from the organization. There was another interview that I saw from uh, uh, saw on uh, uh, VLAD uh, TV, but from from former NBA player Matt Barnes, who's now part of the media, who's sports analyst. I believe he has his own podcast as well. But uh, he made a statement in this interview that basically said, when everything comes out, that Ime Adoka will be lucky to ever coach in the NBA again. When everything about this controversy or this scandal comes out, this guy will be lucky to ever coach in the NBA again. Can you believe this? Not only will he lo- will he have lost his job with the Boston Celtics, but he may never ever coach in the NBA again. That is crazy. That is crazy. And it just again it sparks your curiosity because you really want we want to know. Come on, we want to know what happened. We want to know what this man did. And we want all of the the, the, the the salacious details. Believe me, we do. I mean, you come on. Now you 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 know. You wanna know. I wanna know. <laughs> but um that's just a that's just one part of this that's interesting to me. The other part is um, the various media outlets that have reported on it and how it is being reported. Um, there is a prominent anchor on ESPN uh, by the name of Malika, Malika Andrews. She's an attractive young lady, black young lady, who uh, uh, came out uh, and basically is lambasting uh, this Boston Celtics head coach for um, uh, taking advantage of of unsuspecting women you know that this powerful head coach uh you know is is uh been gallivanting around taking advantage of women and uh is and 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 is chastising other chastising her male counterparts in the media who have come to the defense or seem to come to the defense of Boston Celtics head coach Ime Adoka uh, and when that was not the case uh, that was not the case at all in fact I want to play excerpt of an interview that she had with Stephen A. Smith talking about this very thing and he had to shut her down take a listen we are not here Stephen A. to further blame women that is not why we are here. First of all, let me be very clear. I don't appreciate where you're going with that. I'm not blaming anybody but Ime Udoka. He deserves, the fact of the matter is I've said he deserved to be fired 
if they were going to fire him. If you're not going to fire him, then don't fire him. My issue is all of this being publicized. The point that I'm trying to make is just like you don't you're think not mentioning. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I listen to you. You're the one telling me to stop on my show. It ain't happening. Okay, that's number one. Number two, I've already said he deserves to be fired or he deserves what to, to be there and handle it internally and privately. If you're not going to handle it privately, if you're going to publicize it in that fashion, then obviously it provokes everybody wanting to know, okay, well, who are the parties involved? When you have Amina Smith in Boston and other women pointing out the fact that there were women who were wrongly implicated in all of this, it's a disservice to them. I didn't come out with the report about a consensual relationship. I didn't come out with the report ahead of time leaking that we were, they were going to suspend him for the year. They did that. And my point is, considering how pervasive this kind of stuff has, has, has existed in professional sports for many years, my whole point is, is that, excuse me, make sure that you handle it in the same fashion it has always been handled. You could have fired him, and then we could have speculated till the cows come home, but he's gone. And then, to add insult to injury, when the Boston Celtics identified the interim coach of uh, who was going to replace Ime Adoka, this young reporter, uh, Malika Andrews, uh, decided to dig into this man's background, uh, you know, to share uh, his background when he had nothing to do with what was going on with the Boston Celtics head coach at all. Take she a listen. reported that Joe Mazzula will be the interim head coach here. You can see his resume on your screen. He's been a Celtics assistant coach the last three seasons after spending the previous three seasons at Fairmount State. And he played for West Virginia between 2006 and 2011 and now could become the NBA's youngest head coach at 34 years old. And we'd be remiss not to also mention that Mazzula was arrested twice at West Virginia, once in 2008 for underage drinking and aggravated assault. Assault. He pled guilty, paid a fine, and then again in 2009 for domestic battery after an incident at Morgantown Bar. The domestic battery case never went to trial. It was settled in August of 2009. He paid a $100 fine and court costs, plus had to do 40 hours of community service. Now, that was 13 years ago. He settled and paid both fines. So, Woj, why are the Celtics choosing him as their next head? And then... And what, what, going back be even before that part, you know, she had uh, she now she has a show uh, on on ESPN. I think it's called NBA Today with Malika Andrews. Uh, uh, she had um, former NBA player and now ESPN analyst Kendrick Perkins, former Boston Celtics player, uh, on to to talk about the scandal, talk about what was going on, and. When he was saying he was saying something that, or he 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 didn't necessarily agree with her uh, in in his estimation of what happened, she basically just cut him off and 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 went to break. Like you know, like your opinion doesn't really matter. So 
you know, this this is this this part of how the media has chosen to report this has also added to the the the, the speculation of what happened and and everything surrounding it uh, as well. Uh, it, it's really again become a very salacious story. Uh, and uh, and one that of course we want to know what 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 uh, what happened and what's what's going on there, but um, you know again the way the media has reported it, the way the Boston Celtics have decided to uh, uh, share it uh, is is has really again fueled the flames of speculation. And uh, and and it's re- and it's the reason why we are talking about it. We're still yet talking about it weeks after the bombshell uh, has dropped. Now the season is is, is started, or at least the, we're in the uh, exhibition season, preseason, if you want to call it that. Uh, and you know, Ime Adoka is has has not. Uh, has not, um, you know, he's made an apology uh, to the team organization, but said he would never, he wouldn't make any more comments after that. And of course, Nia Long hasn't made any comments uh, about anything, uh, you know, herself. She's letting her publicist do all the talking for her. She's trying to stay out of the way and out of the fray so, so she can go on and move on with her life. Uh, and she has every right to do so. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm just curious to know what you guys think of this, and you guys think what happened. Uh, you know, it's it's obviously uh, more to come out. More more things are coming out uh, on a regular basis. If you watch YouTube or you you know on social media, things are continuing to come out about this. Uh, particular scandal that's happening and unfolding in Boston. Uh, I just hope that um, I, I don't know. I I, I I wish him nothing but the best. I don't know him obviously, uh, but I like many podcasters and and video bloggers uh, who are talking about this uh, particular scandal. I really just really just want to know what happened, you know. Uh, and 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 are surprised by the fact that this promising young black head coach, uh, who appeared to have his head on straight, headed in the right direction, uh, seemed to have fallen prey to, you know, uh, <laughs> fallen prey to uh, the 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 the. Uh, the prey falling prey to a you know uh, a work relationship or a uh, a tantalating salacious relationship. I like many of you who were rooting for this first time uh, head coach uh, Ime Adoka uh, to. You know, do some great things. Who's done some great things in his first year as a head coach for the Boston Celtics, taking them all the way to the NBA Finals. Uh, you know, again, thinking he had his head on straight, he was headed in the right direction, only to fall, have fallen fallen prey to uh, you know the the an extramarital affair or uh, the workplace romance or whatever you want to call it. And 
has basically ended his coaching career in just a matter of a few months. I mean, it, it's it's remarkable. It is really, really incredible. Uh, you know what this young man um, has. Um, what the fate of this young man uh, has ended up being if in fact all of these reports are true and what Matt Barnes said if all of these things do come out that he'd be surprised if he'd ever coach in the NBA again guys I want to know what your thoughts are about this uh, this story here coming out of Boston uh, NBA uh, head coach Ime Adoka suspended for an entire year for uh, a consensual relationship that's being reported, of course, but violating Boston Celtics team policies. Want to know what your thoughts are about that as well? Hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud HQ or on Instagram and Twitter at TOL Radio Host MSN or the TOL Radio Show or on TikTok at TOL Radio Host msn or shoot us an email at contact at michaelnemons.com guys we're going to take a break when we come back we're jumping into the brett Favre controversy and what's that all about you don't want to go anywhere you're tuned in to one of the hottest radio shows online it's the thinking you're tuned in to the thinking out loud radio show keep it locked keep it locked keep it locked Hey, what's cracking, Planet Earth? It's your boy Griff, comedian, author, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, philanthropist, but a Jesus Christ lover. You understand me? And you're listening to Thinking Out Loud Radio with my homeboy, Michael Nemitz. Check him out right here. Go ahead, Mike. Give him that good, good. The Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Minnesota to London, England, from New Zealand to New York City. Black Lives Matter and I Can't Breathe are the sentiment of people around the world. Dr. King was right. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We must do everything we can to continue to march, protest, and rally for justice. Let us march on until victory is won. An important message from the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Emmy Award winning journalist, Jimmy O'Heal. have to ask ourselves, how is it? that we're trying to allegedly reach racial harmony, but we want to have 
celebrations of racist things all the time. Again, we can't have unity unless we agree that something's bad. And we sound even more foolish by saying, oh no, but we changed the meaning. Okay, they could say the same thing in Germany about a lot of things, but you don't see it because they knew in order for real healing to take place, they had to disavow all that stuff, which is why they paid reparations to the descendants of the Jews that were killed and are. That's why they did it. Apologies don't work unless you put some level of action behind it. It was my really long-winded way of saying that when I think about the national anthem, it doesn't represent everybody. Mark Cuban knew it, he talked about it. That's why they stopped doing it. And you know what? They didn't do it for 13 games and no one noticed. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the thinking out loud radio show. An investigative report by Mississippi Today revealed Tuesday that former Mississippi Governor Phil Bryant helped former NFL quarterback Brett Favre obtain welfare funds in order to help build a new volleyball center at the University of Southern Mississippi. Favre's daughter played volleyball at Southern Miss which also is where Favre was a star quarterback. State auditors determined nonprofit leaders misspent at least $77 million in welfare funds in the largest case of public fraud in Mississippi history. The tech show Favre, Nancy New, and Phil Bryant discussing how to divert at least $5 million in welfare funds to build a volleyball stadium at Southern Miss. Stephen A., your reaction to the latest on this story? Well, my first reaction is that Brett Favre looks sleazy as hell. This is one of the more egregious things that you could possibly fathom. And the thing about it that, 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 that you know, really, really vexes me is that I'm going to say it. Most folks may not say it. I'm going to say it. You know, <clears throat> on so many occasions, the black athlete laments the fact that the slightest thing that happens, they're paraded all over the news and all over the airwaves. It's not to say that sports center didn't touch it or whatever, but I certainly haven't heard too many people in the profession that I know or uh, that I have seen talking on a plethora of issues over the years say anything about Brett Favre. And I know he might be on the competition for the competition or whatever the case may be. But let me tell you something. I applaud my brother Shannon Sharp for calling this out the way that he did yesterday. Because I'd be damned if I wasn't going to do it today. I didn't even know about it. I wasn't paying any attention to it. And then all of a sudden, I see this stuff coming up. I couldn't have been more appalled. Let's put this in its proper perspective. The golden boy, Brett Favre. I mean, remember him, Molly? Oh, look at the look at him jumping to the arms of his offensive lineman. Oh, look at him falling down and flipping the ball underhanded. He's the little kids in him. And the, the game never leaves him. And everybody's applauding, applauding, applauding. Here you are in the state of Mississippi involved in a scandal where you're bleeding money from potential welfare recipients. People who are poor and impoverished and struggling for every nickel and dime they have, scratching and clawing to eat, to have a roof over their head, to have clothes on their back, as recently to have water. 
This man is involved in a scandal where money is being taken from them. This is bad. Now, there was a point where he was he owed $1.1 million and he's caught via text messages asking for help to get him out of that jam. You got an additional $5 million that was thrown into the university for a volleyball court. Oh, by the way, his daughter was a member of the volleyball team. So there's some nepotism there in terms of favoritism. You involved, you got connections with the governor of the state. And because of that, you bled perks that ultimately facilitated you having millions of dollars in your pocket at this point allegedly but nevertheless it's been talked about by the Washington Post it's been talked about by numerous news organizations throughout this country he is in the throes of all of this and none of us have said a word segment uh, about Hall of Fame quarterback and former Green Bay quarterback Brett Favre and the scandal that uh, has uh, really hit hit the sports headlines and um, has really um, uh, 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 you know been quite controversial to say the least Uh, but according to a report on ESPN Brett Favre's involvement in Mississippi welfare scandal draws outrage and indifference and those that may not know what's going on uh former uh green bay packer uh football player and hall of fame quarterback uh brett Favre is involved in a welfare scandal the likes of which we have never seen before uh he is involved in a scandal uh where uh he used uh welfare funds uh, to uh, build a volleyball stadium uh, or facility for uh, the uh, for a, um, a college in Mississippi uh, that his his daughter attends, and as well as funds for a football field and other uh, sports facilities uh, that uh, these monies, these dollars, these welfare dollars. Uh, uh, were of course earmarked for the welfare system in Mississippi but this uh, this quarterback Brett Favre decided uh, to petition the governor uh, of the state of uh, state of uh, Mississippi rather uh, to um, to 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 grant him access to these funds and according to this report uh, uh Killing a town of fewer than 2,500 people along the Gulf Coast is less than an hour from New Orleans, but the hometown uh, team was always whichever employed uh, Favre, whose career took him from Killing to Canton. The Hall of Fame quarterback played most of his NFL career with the Green Bay Packers, but finished with the Vikings, who led, who he led to the NFC Championship game against the Saints in January 2020, uh, 2010. 
the impetus for the paint job. Uh, but these days, Favre has become embroiled in the largest case of public fund, a public fraud in Mississippi history, involved in a scandal that, according to a state audit, has seen at least 77 million of temporary assistance for needy families, funds like the pockets of rich and powerful Mississippians. Six people have been arrested, five of whom have pled guilty for their involvement. Favre has denied any wrongdoing and has not been criminally charged. For years, football Mad Mississippi cheered on killing most famous son, but now one of its gridiron greats is linked to a welfare scandal that directly affects the needy in a state with the nation's highest poverty rate and the highest black population by percentage. Bring up all of that in various parts of Mississippi, from his hometown to the state capital to his alma mater, and there are long faces and short answers. And this has enraged many, many people. Not just in the sports world, but in the world of politics, uh, uh, in 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 and everywhere else, for that matter. Uh, but uh, this is outrageous, and uh, you heard the clips, uh, you know, leading into this segment. Uh, you know, uh, uh, sports analyst Stephen A. Smith said that he should be in jail. He should be in jail. Because there are questions circulating, you know, whether his Hall of Fame status should be taken away from him uh, because of this scandal, uh, because of what he's done or, or allegedly been a part of, uh, you know, even greater than that, should he, he, he should be in jail. He should be in jail. And uh, when you juxtapose uh, what Brett Favre did, uh, in, uh, in in the state of Mississippi to another quarterback, black quarterback, who, you know, was, uh, who decided in the midst of what was going on with George Floyd and police brutality and the likes that, uh, the likes thereof, of course, we, are, we all know about this. And this individual decided to, to take a stand by taking a knee uh, during the national anthem uh, in the person of Colin Kaepernick and become the face of uh, so uh, uh, of of social justice and police brutality for black people, he was blackballed by the NFL, lost his NFL starting job as a quarterback, and has not yet since been able to get another job in the league and yet we have this white quarterback Brett Favre who uh, basically uh, perpetuated uh, the uh, uh, disenfranchising black uh, needy welfare recipients by stealing funds from the welfare system in Mississippi to build a volleyball stadium or facility for his daughter's team at a Mississippi school and nothing has been done to him whatsoever 
you you heard it. There is no criminal charges that have been levied against him whatsoever. Nothing has been done. And again, this is, and what in my view, the epitome of white privilege. It is a it is a another example of a white celebrity. Whether it be a pro athlete, whether it be a white politician, whether it be a white entertainer, whatever, whatever, whatever it is, is given the benefit of the doubt and and nothing has been done to them because of what they've done to others. And I think that is egregious, to say the least. And I agree with Stephen A. Smith that Brett Favre should be in jail for this stealing funds from the welfare system in the state of Mississippi so that his daughter Brett Favre's daughter could have a volleyball facility built for them and a, and a, a football field for their school is, is unconscionable and you know I I I I, I, uh, I here you see it perpetuated. You you see the you seen it play out, uh, and and this story broke several weeks ago. And of course, Brett Favre hasn't said a word about anything. He hasn't even there hasn't even been any reports of him apologizing for his involvement in this. Now, you know. Various outlets like Sirius XM have, uh, you know, suspended his radio show, uh, you know, so you don't hear him on Sirius XM anymore. But nothing else has been done regarding this. And he hasn't come out and said anything about it. The cowardice of this sports figure and the gall. I mean, you know, you know, he has made millions of dollars as a NFL player and he could have funded this uh, project himself out of his own pocket. Why take from those who need the money, who need the assistance in order to do something for yourself? It's, 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 it is, it is, uh, it is, it is really, it is remarkable. It is incredible that what, 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 you know, what we've just seen happen and unfold right before our very eyes and nothing seems to be happening to him whatsoever. And you see this similar, similarly happening in the world of politics with another white politician, white entertainer, and Donald Trump or Trump, whatever you want to call him. You know, this man can seem to say and do whatever he wants and nothing seems to happen. It is the definition of white privilege. And um, it's undeniable. It's, it's undeniable. It's unquestionable. You, you, cannot, you cannot overlook it. You cannot understate it. And you cannot overstate it. 
it is right in your face and 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 this the reason i think is so egregious because it was done right in the face of of uh of those people who need it the most it wasn't done behind their backs I mean, yes, it was, it was, and it wasn't because, you know, once the story broke, everybody knows about it now. But then, where's, you know, what, where's the, where's the consequences? Who's going to pay for this? You know, who's going to go to jail? Who, you know, where's the punishment? And when you don't see that, then it might as well have happened right in front of them. It might as well have happened right in broad daylight. Because what took place in the in the dark after it's been exposed, if nothing's done about it, then it could have very well been done right in front of their faces. Right? It could have been done right in front of their faces. Because the powers that be are not doing anything about it. And that's the saddest part about this story. Um, it's, it's amazing. So the story goes on. Since Favre's connection to this investigation became public more than two years ago, Belinda Gardner, the administrative assistant at Mississippi State Auditor Shad White's office, has fielded different versions of the same phone call. 10 to 15 times a day, she says, people cuss her in her ear and debate her on the merits of the audit the calls come in from las vegas chicago new orleans and of course mississippi one woman said i don't think you all get it mr white needs to leave Favre alone the messages don't always come by phone at some point you stop reading your facebook message said white who says he's also received physical threats these are people that are coming to brett Favre's defense it, it appears we get a ton of calls from people who say thank you for doing what you do but we got a ton of calls from people who say don't be messing with that guy really According to the state audit and civil lawsuit, Favre was paid $1.1 million from, uh, from these welfare funds that uh, for speeches the auditor says he never made. He eventually paid the money back, but the state is suing him for $228,000 in interest. Uh, Pravacus, a company developing a concussion drug in which Favre is the top investor and stockholder, also received welfare funds. Hmm. And the Athletic Foundation at his alma mater, the University of Southern Mississippi, received $5 million in welfare money. Text messages show Favre pushed state officials for funding for a new volleyball facility on campus during the time his daughter was on the team. The text message said, if you were to pay me, if you were to pay me, is this, if you were to pay me, is there any way the media can find out where it came from and how much? Favre texted Nancy New, an official who ran the nonprofit that misappropriated welfare money. New has since pleaded guilty to fraud. He continued to press for money 
even after being told by then Governor Phil Bryant that misusing public funds could be illegal. Text show. Now, mind you, she pled guilty to fraud, but not Brett Favre. Favre's longtime attorney, Bud Holmes, agreed to meet ESPN on September 30th at Mom and Dad's Country Cooking in Petal, Mississippi, just outside Hattiesburg, but he never showed up, citing a scheduling mix-up the day before. However, Holmes told front office sports that he no longer represented Favre in the welfare case. Hmm. That's interesting. And so you see that this story has many, many layers to it. And uh, it, 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 gover the government officials are involved and are part of this. In another story, former Governor Phil Bryant subpoenaed again, this time for texts related to Brett Favre's Farmer Project. While former Governor uh, Phil Bryant fights a subpoena within Mississippi's civil suit over welfare misspending, another defense attorney is now requesting he turn over even more records related to NFL Hall of Fame quarterback, concession drug company, and other welfare projects. The new subpoena filed Friday seeks communication between Favre and Bryant related to the pharmaceutical startup companies Prevacus and Presol MD, including correspondences Mississippi and correspondence Mississippi Today first uncovered and published in this investigative series, the Black the Back Channel. In April, the text showed that just before they began receiving welfare money from defendant Nancy News nonprofit, Favre and Prevacus founder uh, Jake Valandingham offered Brett Favre, uh, uh, offered Bryant, Phil Bryant, gov or former Governor Bryant, stock in the company. It's third and long, and we need you to make it happen. Favre wrote to the governor in late December. 2018 using football vernacular I will open a hole Brian responded piggybacking on the football metaphor so here you have a government official a sitting governor participating in a welfare scam participating in welfare fraud it is incredible According to this article, uh, former Governor Bryant was heavily involved in uh, several projects that um, were related to the use or misuse of welfare funds. According to the article, Bryant, for uh, any of his communication related to several other welfare-related projects or alleged events first reported by Mississippi Today, including... A fitness program by trainer Paul Lacoste, a virtual reality academy by Laboki Incorporated, advertising campaigns with 
conservative talk radio station super talking uh, families first treatment for Brian's nephew that the governor and his welfare officials facilitated and the firing of Debbie Hood wife of former Democratic candidate for governor Jim Hood so several other projects that uh, former governor Bryant was heavily involved in that that were related to the misuse of state welfare funds this is an egregious use of power and somebody definitely needs to pay for this um and 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 it's it's just it you know it's it's not right um something definitely needs to be done and the fact that brett Favre uh has not been uh, formally charged with a crime or even civilly charged um, is um, very disappointing as well. Um, I, I, I don't know. There is no other way uh, to say it. And it doesn't seem like, um, you know, anything is coming. We're, we're going to, of course, keep our, our eyes open, our ears to the street, so to speak, to see if, in fact, he will be. Uh, formally charged with the crime along with his co-conspirators but it remains to be seen and the reason I can I mention it is because you know if you know he if he was a black athlete I guarantee you he would have been treated differently uh, we've seen it happen before uh, but because he is a white athlete white Hall of Fame quarterback from Green Bay um it's obvious that this is um, this is something that they're they're treating um, very differently, treating very differently, and um, I, 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 it's just not right. It's just it. There's no way other way to say it. <clears throat> but um, I like to know what your thoughts are about this story. You can definitely hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud HQ or on our social media at TOL Radio Host MSN uh, on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok as well. We're there. So please hit us up. Let us know what your thoughts are about this topic. Get ready to take a break. But when we come back, we're going to be talking about my alma mater, Michigan State University and head coach. Mel Tucker. You don't want to go anywhere. You're tuned in to one of the hottest radio shows online. This is Thinking Out Loud. This is Michael Eric Dyson. And when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you... 
get you to believe. Who Told You That You Were Naked is a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. Refined, rebranded, reinvented, reinvigorated, revived. The new michaelnimmons.com website is finally here. And believe me, it's worth the wait. A state-of-the-art website where you can listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast, watch Thinking Out Loud TV, read the Thinking Out Loud blog, purchase books and swag, and so much more. Subscribe today and get a free gift on us. Stop by the new michaelnimmons.com. It is sure to be a thought provoking working experience. Global advocate, Martin Luther King III. So I, I think the future is is the, the best probably is yet to come, particularly coming out of this phase right now, coming out of, you know, the last four years of being dark and desolate. I mean, the last four years, theoretically, could cause, of have caused people to, to have lost faith, particularly if, if Trump had won. I think our, we wouldn't have a democracy if this man had been reelected. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. For more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. Because locally, I think we're having some insane conversations that either directly or subconsciously are fueled by the new college football, the new NFLization of college football regarding Mel Tucker and the contract and the expectation. And people are going crazy. See, no longer can it just be what it is, a rebuilding year, a bad year, not a good time. But nothing has to happen because, well, that happens. So here's my question. I will ask everyone, not only in the room, but across Metro Detroit, whether you're a Spartan or a Wolverine, you need to give me two answers. And they might be the same, but I need two answers. In the current climate in college football, how much time should Mel Tucker get? How much time will he get? Let's get down to brass tacks. Everybody lobbing bombs talking about the contract. So why don't you just tell me what you really mean? 
do you what do you believe will happen what do you believe should happen they can be distinctly different things or they could be the same but i leave that to you we just saw paul christ get blasted out what was his record again? Can you give that to me? Yeah, his overall record at Wisconsin was 67 and 26. He was 43 and 18 in the conference, three divisional titles, six and one in bowl games. Gone by October 1st. They paid 11 million to get him out the door. They owed him 19. So, for all the struggles, yes, MSU's terrible this year. They are worse than expected. I expected seven and five, eight and four. They're worse. I don't know that they get to five. I can be angry. I can demand staff changes. I can talk about being angry, but it doesn't result in he has to go. And what I don't like is the coded messaging. Oh, that contract. What do you mean exactly? Do you mean that he should get next year? Do you mean he should not get next year? Do you mean that he should be given two years, three years, one year? Set the rules of engagement of what you think should happen and what will happen. That's what I want to know. So I'll answer it first, and then Rico, and then all of Detroit can partake. Here's what should happen. And there's only one caveat. I will accept this year as a total disaster. He gets all of next year. Again, only caveat, it can't be a total disaster. For instance, they go a horrific, unbelievable Rico Beard Outer Space class, three and nine this year. A total disgrace. Next year, they come back, go seven and five. He goes into 2024 hot seat. You either show me a good product, you either break through and give me a 10 win season, or I'm telling you, we have to talk about something else. Right. What will happen? Being that this contract is guaranteed, I think what I think should happen is what will happen. Now, he bombs out this year. For the 2024 season. It's bleep or get off the potty. Provided if this year's a disaster, and next year's a disaster, all bets are off. Right. I don't even get to 24. You can't win seven games in two years. I'll give you one year to have an oopsie. But that's what I, I think on both ends. Where are you at with it? First of all, what should happen, then what will happen. I was more so, yeah, 24-25. Now, going that you have a bad season this year and you start building back up, getting your guys in there. I'm giving you the old school standard five years, especially because you had to Zoom potential guys to come to Michigan State and your staff during the pandemic. I'm going to include that in there. So I'm giving them, yeah, the 24-25 season. Now, once again, 24 or 25. Next year's 23. Right. Then is 24. Where's 25 coming? I said 24 or 25. You don't get an or. Oh, you don't get an or. I get an or. You You blindsided me with this. You get what I give you. This isn't Ponderosa Shrimp Night. You get what I give you. You know what? Put both on the table. All right. So. I don't like that. I don't like what he just did. All right. Now, what will happen? What will Alan Howler do being that you talk to him every day? I do not. But if this thing bottoms out. That's totally different. Now, if this thing, they win four games this year, 
they win four games next year. Oh. And, that's, and that's because two of the games are pretty much handed to them. Oh, boy. So that means at that point, then I think you're probably looking at buyouts. I think at that point, yeah, you're probably not going to see him lasting. Love to watch sports, love to talk about sports, love to debate about sports, um, and um, just uh, hope you're enjoying this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And if there is one sport that I love to talk about uh, uh, more than any other, and a sport that I love to watch more than any other, it is college football. That is right, guys. Love watching college football. And again, you know, if you know me, you know that my favorite, uh, alma, my favorite uh, team in college football is my own alma mater, Michigan State University. No question. Um, I bleed green and white. And uh, <laughs> yes, uh, it is true. We have been bleeding lately, unfortunately. Uh, but um, I think. Um, we're going to be all right in the end, but we're going to be spending this segment talking about uh, head coach Mel Tucker and um, what has been going on at Michigan State University. Uh, and a lot of the talk has been centered around um, the contract that he signed last year, $95 million, uh, 10-year contract. Many people are wondering and questioning whether that was the right move for Michigan State University, uh, given uh, this coach's um, uh, track record. Uh, you know, is he deserving of it? Um, I wanted to take some time in this segment to really talk about that and uh, share my thoughts about the contract, share my thoughts about the direction that Michigan State, I believe, is headed. Uh, and. Um, and really, um, you know, share what is on my mind about my alma mater, Michigan State University, and the football team. Well, let's start here. So, Mel Tucker uh, took over a, a Michigan State football team in uh, 2020, uh, the COVID year, uh, where Mark D'Antonio, former former head coach of the Michigan State Spartans. Uh, basically left the team in shambles. Uh, Mark D'Antonio uh, was a was a great head coach, and and I'm not uh, going to spend a lot of time disparaging him in this uh, this edition of the show because I think he did a lot for the program, but unfortunately, um, I think he stayed too long with the Michigan State Spartan football team. Uh, he should have given uh, his uh, notice. Uh, early on uh, during his last year. Um, there are a lot of things I think he could have done differently uh, in the latter years of his tenure at Michigan State as the head coach. But more importantly, I think he should have given um, the university time to look for a head coach um, and um, give him the ability to recruit 
at the same time. But but uh, D'Antonio uh, just really left um, and and uh, didn't give the university a lot of time to look for a head coach. They were able to uh, identify several candidates, Mel Tucker being one of those candidates. And um, unfortunately, when they were able to uh, offer Mel Tucker the position, uh, he wavered. Uh, he wavered a little bit, but then ultimately took the position. But then COVID hit, and um, he was taking over a program uh, that uh, was not really able to recruit. Uh, but at the same time, he had to work with what he had, which wasn't much. Um, on top of that, dealing with a global pandemic uh, that put college football and in, in, in the, the entire sports world on its heels um, and, and um, they vacillated, the, the, the NCAA vacillated uh, back and forth about whether to even have a season in, uh, in 2020, uh, but they ended up doing so and uh, uh, not allowing the fans to um, enter the stadiums uh, across the country, basically piping in fan uh, fan noise to give assimilated experience for the players on the field uh, and those that might have been watching on television. But it was basically a glorified scrimmage that took place uh, in 2020. Mel Tucker taking again over a program that uh, was was pretty much in shambles, but you know this was um, it was an interesting time for Michigan State for college football overall. Uh, but Mel Tucker uh, persevered that first year, two and six, with a team that uh, really hadn't had a, a lot of opportunities to practice, a lot of opportunities to uh, to to um, to 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 jail together as a unit, uh, but was able to, you know, do a few things on the field, but that was, uh, they played a truncated uh, season in 2020, uh, and they ended up, uh, you know, winning two out of the eight games that they played and ending the season two and six. And so that first year was abysmal. Um, and then, Going into 2021, Mel Tucker hit the um, uh, the transfer portal pretty hard and found a gem. I mean, found lightning in a bottle in the person of Kenneth Walker III from Wake Forest, running back who was basically overlooked at Wake Forest, didn't really get a lot of playing time there, but came to Michigan State and um, and made a name for himself and for our institution as well. And um, because of Kenneth Walker, uh, this program uh, reached some heights that it hadn't seen in a few years. 11 and two overall in 2021, Mel Tucker took that football team, uh, hit, uh, you know, captured lightning in a bottle and they did some, We, you know, Michigan State was able to do some remarkable things on the field with Kenneth Walker. And I believe, you know, based on what happened in, in 2021 and what is happening in 2022, that Kenneth Walker should have 
won the Heisman because he definitely was the most valuable player for Michigan State University. Uh, and the reason why um, we were 11-2, and two. Uh, teams had to game plan for us, a running back who was a, um, a generational, once-in-a-generation ta- type of talent. And um, and so, you know, it was it was incredible the season that we had last year. Uh, and and what's also interesting is that even in that season, I was talking to uh, you know people connected to the program who said that you know you know this was uh, this was a special season, but you know next year is going to be a huge drop off. Uh, you know we're we're not going to be as good, so and we might not be as good uh, for another couple of years because it's going to take him some time to get his players uh, that he that he wants to be in the program. And I you know I took what they said for, with a grain of salt, not really believing that because I was on a high like many of you who are Michigan State fans believing that we would duplicate this and replicate this in 2022. Uh, but you as you know this this did not happen. But before we even get into 2022, what happened in in, in 2021 with Michigan State's success, what the university did which was unprecedented for a head coach um in 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 um in any any sport uh for that matter was to give their head coach a contract that um, became the, the 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 standard for college football. Uh, a new head coach, at for that matter, because Mel Tucker was uh, was the head coach at Colorado, but he'd only been there for a year, I think maybe two years, and the season was not that great, but. Um, he has a he's had a coaching pedigree, uh, NFL pedigree. He's coached in other coached in the NFL, coached uh, in in college football. One of Nick Saban's assistants uh, in at Alabama. Uh, he's moved around. He has a coaching. Uh, uh, he has street cred, so to speak. Um, but what Michigan State did uh, last year uh, was sign Mel Tucker to. A 10-year, $95 million contract um, because they wanted to show their uh, support for their head coach. And, you know, when they did that, they got a lot of, you know, that contract got a lot of attention. Um, It was an unprecedented uh, contract in college football, I think it made him the second highest paid uh, head coach in college football right behind Alabama head coach Nick Saban, which was, uh, you know, a leap in some respects because he does he does not have uh, the championships that Nick Saban has. He does not have uh, the, 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 the experience uh, as a head coach that Nick Saban has, but he was able to garner a contract that made him the second highest head coach in college football. So that contract became a talking point for a lot of talking heads 
in the sports world. Uh, when that contract became known, you know, people on ESPN, the likes of which Stephen A. Smith uh, and many, many other uh, sports talk radio hosts, uh, Shannon Sharp and many others start to talk about whether uh, uh, this young man, Mel Tucker, was deserving of this, given the fact that he has not been a, a coach of Michigan State for that long. Uh, but what they, what Michigan State did again was show their support for their head coach and to, um, and to add some stability to the football program that we have not seen in a long time. Granted, Michigan State in, uh, in the, in the uh, 2000s, uh, you know, uh, gained a lot of success uh, with uh, Coach Mark D'Antonio, Big Ten championships, appearances in the Rose Bowl, uh, the Cotton Bowl, and the college football playoffs. You know, we experienced a great deal of success, and what they wanted to do was duplicate that in Mel Tucker by having a, um, you know, investing in their program, investing in their their football program, investing in their leadership because they believe they had the right guy. And granted, uh, at the same time, Mel Tucker was being courted by uh, other uh, teams in college football because of the success that was happening in the f- on the field his second year. Uh, he was also being courted by NFL teams as well. Uh, so last year, 2021, was a, um, a, a, a very special year for the Michigan State Spartans and particularly for head coach Mel Tucker. So, um, you know, when we went into 2022, you know, the expectation was there for us to duplicate what happened in 2021. But unfortunately, that was not the case. Um, we don't have uh, the horses we had last year. Kenneth Walker went to the league, um, and, and so he should have. There was no reason for him to stay another year. Uh, you know, he, he had really no other choice but to ride this season right on to the NFL. Uh, and and, and uh, he is now a running back for the Seattle Seahawks. So uh, congratulations to him. But back to back to Mel Tucker. I don't believe that Michigan State made a mistake. I think they did the right thing in investing in their football program by um, by making sure that their head coach uh, would be there for the long term and um, and be there uh, for a good while. You know, programs. This this is the kind of this is the kind of thing that programs that want. To uh, that 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 want to experience championships, want to win Big Ten championships, want to go to uh, New Year's Six bowls, and want to play in the college football playoffs. This is the kind of thing that you need to do: invest in your football program. Uh, invest when you have a good head coach. 
invest in that head coach. Make sure he doesn't go anywhere because um, you know when, when when your team is successful, then it catches the t- attention of the entire college football world and even the NFL. So I think what Michigan State did, they made the right move. They um, they did what they were supposed to do, but unfortunately, um, this year was was not a year that we expected, uh, not a year that we wanted to see happen. Uh, but I, I I believe that uh, he's building something, and it takes time to build a program. It takes time to uh, to 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 get the the players that you want to build the program you need to build. Uh, however, I will say this: I think that he needs to make some decisions about his coaching staff, uh, and uh, if it means firing uh, his defensive coordinators or uh, letting some people go that might not be working out, then he has to do that. One of my biggest pet peeves with Mark D'Antonio was that he was not willing to uh, hold his coach's feet to the fire. He was not willing to let them go. He was loyal almost to a fault. And it put the program at risk because when you put your coaches above the players, when you put your coaches above the program, especially when they're there, there is obvious to everybody that they're not the right fit. Then you 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 are doing your fans a disservice. You're doing your players a disservice. You're doing the program a disservice. You're doing the university a disservice as well. And that's what happened with Mark D'Antonio. He was accused of being stubborn, uh, one-sided, not not uh, being able to see and understand the bigger picture. And so this is what I don't want to see happen with Coach Mel Tucker. I want to see him make the big decisions because this is why you're getting paid $95 million over 10 years. You're not getting paid that kind of money uh, to babysit uh, uh, players and even coaches that don't seem to be the right fit for your program. So I'm hoping that he will make the right decisions. He will make the decisions that a big-time football uh, coach from a Division I school uh, needs to make. And um, and and I'm looking I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that happen. Uh, he should, if it, if it calls for him letting his defensive coordinator go because the defense have been abysmal the past two years, uh, then he needs to do that and begin to look for the right fit for uh, Michigan State University. I know the players are going to come. What 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 is a, a good sign for us is that. The players have not stopped playing for him. They have continued to show their support. They continue to rally behind him, even though they may be losing. And we have not experienced this kind of loss uh, in years. We've never—I mean, it's been a long time since we, we've lost three or four games in a row. I can't remember the last time that's happened. Uh, it, but it, it's been a while. So we have experienced some highs uh, with Michigan State, and we've definitely experienced some of the lows. Uh, and this is uncharted territory for us, uh, you know, uh, uh, right now. But I believe that we will be okay. I think we'll be all right. 
And for those Michigan uh, haters out there that are listening, uh, you know, you might get us this year, but I guarantee you, uh, this uh, you know, we'll be back next year with a better team ready to do what we need to do. We ain't going nowhere. You can you can guarantee you that. I can guarantee you that we ain't going nowhere. Uh, we will be here. I will be here talking much smack, talking much junk because I am a Michigan State uh, fan and alumni to the to the hilt. That is my school. I represent green and white, and uh, I, I talk a lot of junk when it comes to my school, Michigan State University. Those who know me know that I love Michigan State, and I, and I bleed green and white. I rep uh, my school to the fullest. So uh, we experienced, we're, we're down now, but we'll be back. We'll be back. And I always say that you, if you if you dish it out, you gotta be able to take it. So I can take the lumps, I can take the losses, but I guarantee you, when we back, you gonna hear me. You gonna hear me. <laughs> you gonna hear me. You gonna hear me. I guarantee you that. But anybody knows me knows I love college football. I love pro football. Um, and, uh, I, I, you know, even more so with college football because the pros, uh, you know, there's a lot to, lot to be said. When the players get there, you know, it seems to me like they take – you know they take that money and run sometimes, and you don't see they, they you don't see them uh, play like they used to play when they were in college trying to get the bag. Uh, but once they got the bag, then they 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 oftentimes become a different player. That's just my personal opinion uh, of that. But um, you know that that's that's uh, I, I'm st- I still like watching the NFL. Those that want to know, no, I'm not a Lions fan. I, I can't stand the Lions. I only watch them uh, to see not if they're going to win, but how they are going to lose. And eat and week in and week out, they never disappoint. It's always a new way they have <laughs> found a way to lose. I'll say this, and I'm done with this segment, but I was watching uh, the game on this past Sunday when uh, the, the Lions played the um, uh, the, the, the Lions played uh, the who did they play? Wow. <laughs> it was just yesterday. Uh, they played the um, Patriots, the New England Patriots. That's right. And Bailey Zappi, a third-string quarterback who's never played a uh, started a, fo- a, 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 a NFL game before in his young professional career, uh, you know, gave the Lions a shutout, <laughs> twenty-nine to nothing. A third-string quarterback, Bailey Zappi, you got beat by a quarterback named Zappy and um, I mean it was it was incredible I watched that and was just like I cannot believe how bad this team is they lost to a third string quarterback and Dan Campbell and I'm saying this and I'm done he is not he definitely should not be an NFL head coach he he just he he doesn't have it. He does not have. He doesn't know how to coach an NFL team. He's all talk, no action, no substance. 
you know, people were all all geeked and psyched about what he was saying, and and then and when he was in Hard Knocks, and I didn't even watch it. I I just could see right through him, and um, you know, the more they lose, the more I see that he is just not the right the right guy for the job, and uh, it's become evident that he is. Uh, he does. He does not deserve to be the head coach of the uh, of the Detroit Lions, let alone uh, a head coach. Period. So, you know, this is this is just my two cents about that 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 team and um, that team that wears the Honolulu blue and white. <laughs> I I just I can't I can't do it. I cannot do it. And those that that still. Go to those games and pay that money for pay that money to see them lose like that. It's it's I, I can't see how you do it. I cannot see how you are a Lions fan. But you know that is my that is my my spiel about uh, Mel Tucker. I believe that uh, we are going to be back. Um, this season is uh, pretty much a wrap. I believe we might win a few more games here and there. Uh, but, um, you know, for the most part, I think that uh, we need to be looking to the future, uh, which is, uh, uh, I think, a lot brighter for, for us. But, again, that is my take on it. Love to know what your thoughts are about Mel Tucker, about any of the topics that we discussed in this week's edition, this sports talk edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Uh, hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud HQ or on our uh, Instagram or Twitter or TikTok at TOL Radio Host MSN. Love to know what your thoughts are about the show. Guys, we're getting ready to take a break. When we come back, we're giving you our thought of the week. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. Vision should be the next book you purchase. Written by radio host and minister Michael Nimmons. Vision is an insightful, thought-provoking book that is also a helpful tool in getting you to see your life through God's eyes. Vision Vision. Endorsed by best-selling authors Dr. Eddie Connor and Kim Brooks and mega-pastor Bishop Charles H. Ellis III. Vision is a life-changing book that you need in your personal library. Get your copy today. Available everywhere books are sold online or at michaelnimmons.com. Get your copy today. Vision Vision. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jamel Hill, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with my man, Michael Nimitz. Stay locked. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. It's the 
is time. 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 Thoughts. For the Thinking Out Loud radio show, Thought of the Week. As we pay tribute to one of my sainted fathers in the gospel, Bishop David L. Ellis, I want to share with you an excerpt of a powerful, powerful message that he delivered years ago entitled Chosen. I believe this particular message had like 22 different parts to it that he ministered at Greater Grace Temple where he pastored for over 30 years. I want to share an excerpt of this sermon with you as this episode's thought of the week. and it's not going to happen for you. There are no more good days. If you can just say, the Lord give it up and the Lord take it away. If you can just stop complaining and bless the name of the Lord. If you can wipe those eyes. If you can stop finding fault and just get on up and praise God. I tell you already got the victory. Amen. But so many of us are trying to wait till God brings us out before we praise Him. But I came to tell you today, don't wait till the battle is over. Don't you wait till everything has come out all right. But shout now. Now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I feel like it today. Hallelujah. Tell something. Shout now. Hey, don't wait till you get through. Amen. Everything seems to be all right. Anybody can shout with a pocket full of money. Anybody can shout with everything going well. But what about blessing when you hear folks talking about you? What about blessing when you know people are lying on you? What about blessing when you know people don't love you? What about blessing when people won't even speak to you? And that shouldn't bother me because I told you and I tell you again, you don't come through these doors to please folks and to worry about people. And accolades and pats on the back don't mean a thing. But God has given me enough grace to walk right on by you. If you don't want to speak, amen. If you don't want to love me, amen. If you want to talk about me, amen. Because I've got enough grace to keep me going. You didn't save me. And my joy is not in your hip pocket. My praise is not in your lap. Hallelujah. 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 My praise and my preaching do not determine who's here, who wants to hear me, or whatever. Praise the Lord. My praise is in just blessing the Lord. Hallelujah. Just thanking him for his grace that he gave me. And he tells me my grace is sufficient. Hallelujah. My God, my God. He knows how much you can bear. He knows what you can stand. And quit saying you can't take no more. Because the very time you're saying you can't take no more, God will put some more on you. 
and let you see you can take that and then take that and then take that and then take that and still not stop shouting not stop praising him and oh God you haven't brought me nothing that you didn't give me strength to go through it you haven't put anything on me that you haven't given me power to stand up against it and I came to tell you today that he tells you and I like he tells St. Paul my grace is sufficient for you and the messenger of Satan whatever it is that comes to destroy and comes to steal your joy I've given you enough grace to hang in there hallelujah because I'm fighting every battle for you Amen. Is the Lord fighting your battles? Is the Lord fighting your battles? I said, is the Lord fighting your battles? And I want to tell you this. Everything about you, you can't pray over it. You can't fast over it. And get it out and whatever and so forth. Because there's some things you're going to go through, honey. Hey, glory. And the devil himself knows that he can't win. But he's going to take you through it just to see because that's his job just to see whether you're going to stand or not but let it as sure as you and I are here there's some things you and I must go through there is no way around it there is no shortcut but you've got to make it you've got to stand and rest assured that God knows everything that you're going through. Hey, God is a witness to the troubles that's in your way. But my grace, what I've already given you, it's enough to carry you through. I don't have anything else to give you, but use what I gave you and you're coming out on top. Stop complaining and say thank you Lord stop there making yourself miserable and praise the Lord for my grace is sufficient St. Paul said I asked God three times Lord remove it take it away from me but neither time he prayed did God see fit to remove from him the thorn that was in its flesh but God said to him that my grace is sufficient and my strength is made perfect in weakness for God chose the weak things of this world to confound the wise and sometimes when you're weak you are strong you will shock yourself some of the things you come through, it'll almost blow your mind, but it ain't you, it ain't you, it ain't you, but it's the Christ that said, I gave you strength, I gave you power, I gave you the help, now praise me, now bless me, now thank me, I gave you the grace, I gave you the power. Hallelujah. We can't even get 
Yes. What happened to Paul? We need not even form theories about what Paul had been through. Hallelujah. But see that third heaven business. When Paul went up into the third heavens, that was simply Paul being caught up. His spirit rose to an ecstasy and nearness to God, which was beyond surpassing. Amen. Paradise comes from a Persian word which means a walled garden. Hallelujah. God took him up so high until he just felt like he was in a walled garden. Because, see, God showed him things. God spoke to him up there. Hallelujah. God let him see some things. Oh, God. God took him up so high until he knew he was a human being. And he said, I got to do something to you, Paul, because you've seen such beautiful things and such magnificent revelations have come to you until if I don't do something, you'll get beside yourself and forget about who I am. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. So Paul said that I might not boast and get up higher than I ought to get. God sent me something in my flesh and I call it a thorn to buffet me and to hold me down to keep me from getting called away. Hallelujah. I came to tell you today that God's got something to keep all of us where we ought to be. But when you get ready to point at somebody else and talk about how bad they are and what ought not to be and what ought to be, remember you got something that's got that's happening in your world that God's working on you with. Children, I came to tell you this morning we better just shout the victory when you are sick. Shout the victory and say, Lord, I know you're still alive. I'm sick as I can be, but trouble in my way, I'm not gonna give up. But I, I came to praise the Lord. thought of the week entitled chosen from sainted bishop david l ellis and i know you know by now that you have a purpose that you are here and you were chosen by god to do something incredible well i hope you guys enjoyed uh, the sports talk edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Again, talking about Boston Celtics head coach Ime Udoka and Hall of Fame quarterback and uh, <laughs> soon to be ex con uh, Brett Favre. We'll see. <laughs> and Michigan State head coach 
Mel Tucker. Uh, a lot to talk about in this week's edition. Love to know what your thoughts are about it. You can hit us up on our Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud HQ or on Instagram and Twitter or TikTok at TOL Radio Host MSN or the TOL Radio Show. Guys, we love to know what your thoughts are about what we talked about or anything that we talk about for that matter. Uh, you can also email us at contact at michaelnemons.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Be sure to stop by our website, michaelnemons.com, where you can hear the Thinking Out Loud radio show, where you can read our Thinking Out Loud blog, where you can purchase our books, and so much more. Again, michaelnemons.com. Stop by there today, and I'm sure you're going to be blessed. Guys, we got some exciting news. My next week's show is going to be off the chain. I got a special guest that's going to be with us on next week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. He's been on our show several times before. He is the musical director, the artistic director of the Detroit Youth Concert Choir, none other than Mr. Anthony White. He's going to be back with us, and they're going to be on, guess what, America's Got Talent again. That's right. That's right. They're going to be on America's Got Talent again. So, guys, you don't want to miss next week's show to hear all that they've got coming up, all that they have going on. You don't want to miss next week's show. Let me tell you, he's, been, he's dropped some gems that you don't want to miss. they got a lot of things coming up, so I guarantee you, you don't want to miss next week's show. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Sports Talk edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Your support helps us to increase our exposure across the world wide web. Well, until next time, guys, we're getting ready to get out of here. But always remember, if you think it, you can believe it. If you can believe it, you can see it. If you can see it, you can be it. If you can be it, you can achieve it. The power rests within you. The mind is the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you got to get what you want. The power is in you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. To get more info about the show and the ministry, visit michaelnemons.com. Want to book radio host Michael Nemons for your next special event? Send an email to contact at michaelnemons.com. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 p.m. for the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to